Oakland Heights are driving you insane when you're copping all the blame. Choosing from barely bearable names are reflecting on your dad game when your dad you came. Assembling cots and frames, not to mention that tantrum shame when your dad you came. Sit back, there ain't no blame to reflect as our main game when your dad you came. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Aren't You Dad UK podcast. I got that wrong last week. Did you realize that at the end of what last week's really? podcast? Yeah, I said, Aren't you glad you came? All right. Yeah. I th- actually, I think I mentioned that too. You might have corrected me. Anyway, my um, name's Moon and this is Cats and this is episode eight. How are we going, Cats? Going well. I mean, in the thick of it, but going well. Just come back from a jog, actually. So I'm feeling pretty bit chipper. I'm getting some physical activity now, which is good to we'll talk about shortly. Well, if you've got the energy to go for a jog, then you must be doing okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, well, I, a few things have been happening in the last couple of weeks, but I do feel like we've moved into a little bit of a groove. Like, it's not, I, would, I wouldn't say it's a routine, but you can see things sort of going into place. Now, with a, a routine is where it happens regularly all the time. Yeah, but yeah. That's not what we've got. <laughs> that's not what we've got. But what we have got is some semblance of a routine without any reliability within the routine would be the right way to put it, I think. Yeah, that's called parenting, mate. <laughs> well, I'm just coming to realise that. I thought, yeah, three by, th- by three months, sleeping through the night, um, she'd be sleeping at the times we put it down. No worries, it'd be all done. Three months, yeah, push through, you'll get through that period. That time will pass, and then everything's good, and go back to my life again. That's not how it works. Not <laughs> that is not happening. how it works. No. And um, this is a special lockdown episode because we're both ba- yep. based in Melbourne, and so uh, we're currently in the what is it second week of a, a fourth lockdown. So we're doing this over Zoom. Fourth so I apologise if we speak over each other more than we normally do, but we're trying this one over Zoom today. Let's, big big uh, times in Melbourne, it's unusual times. One does it like to be at a, 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 par- a parent in lockdown? It's probably a lot more difficult, isn't it? Is yeah. It? Well, because you know, mine's different because it's we've been in lockdown for 12 weeks now anyway. <laughs> you know, basically I've been in <laughs> lockdown, me and my lovely partner, we've been in we've been in a lovely, gorgeous lockdown. Uh yeah, so someone said you're in lockdown. I go, well, ha- there's nothing's different <laughs> except they have to wear a mask. Like everyone else, market, that everyone else is what we what we've got. <laughs> yeah, but you guys, you're you could compare <laughs> you can compare to what's what's yeah, what's lockdown like with kids? You've got a two and a four. Oh, we might. We've, we've got a segment coming up called Just Breathe later. Maybe I might. I might oh, it's going to come up there. Nice. All right. Come in there. Ooh, that might, anyway, that might um, give us a hint as to what it's like then. All right. That's right. That's right. Shall, we, uh, segment. shall we get into it? Let's do it. It's dad's, it's dad's domain. It's dad's domain. Okay, our first segment this week is the dad's domain, and we thought we'd have a bit have uh, we thought we'd have a bit of a chat about sleep clinic because you've had uh, yep. a bit of a journey over the recent times. Can you uh can you set the scene about um I guess where you've been over the last couple of weeks, and um and then we'll go from there. The lovely gorgeous is a bad sleeper. Just going to put it out there. She's never been well, and even like the early days, like I remember in hospital, I was thinking, oh yeah, people like that they just sleep through the night, sleep through everything. Uh, she wasn't always doing that. She was in hospital, and the first four weeks aren't an indicator; they actually don't have a personality. 
or, you know, those natural traits that they will get. And then in the next four weeks you go, oh, okay, this is, um, this is you know, going to be difficult. And you look at all those things where you're going, oh, they should have, I think we talked about in the past, they should have 14 to 18 hours sleep. She's never, she's never done that. She's never done that. Um, so we're pretty lucky because we've got the two of us, but we're finding that um, not only was she not getting enough sleep, now, there was a day where she had nine and a half hours sleep that was really tricky. That was affecting her, but also we weren't sure what to do. Like, were we not doing the right things to get her to sleep? And, I mean, we're, I'm beginning to hate the internet for any parents because there's so many conflicting things and everything says this is the way to do it. But every child's different. You now, what's going to work mm-hmm. with my child? It's not going to work with yours. Um, yeah, it's some guidance along the way. Um, so we figured we kind of need some extra help. And it did get, come to a point there where, yeah, we're both looking at each other going, if we keep doing this for the next month, yeah, it, it builds up over time. We, we were done. We were done. We were struggling to get um, our own sleep um, and she was struggling to get her own sleep. We were worried. We were constantly double, uh, constantly guessing again, um, second-guessing ourselves and not really being confident about what to do, which I think is very natural for people. Like, you don't, you're not born with these skills. You don't know what to do. And people can tell you, oh, this is the basic sleep program, but who's? I want to see the kid who fits within those, that program because, it, you know, it doesn't really happen. Um, and I guess we, we did that. We went to parent. We've been doing a parent group, which has been really cool, actually, to see people in our local area with kids around our age and all first um, the first kids as well. So uh, and we realised that our kid was the worst sleeper in the whole lot. So we were like, <laughs> oh. so it all sort of builds and builds and builds. Yeah. Um, yeah, we definitely had a week where we were like, we need, we need to do something. Uh, and we're both really practical people. Um, if you've got an issue, you need to kind of discuss it, work out a strategy, um, and, you know, you'd normally research and go around what, what works, but research is so conflicting. We looked at a few things that we kind of liked. We certainly didn't want to do the cried-out method, um, so we decided we'd, we'd do something about it. So uh, Sleep Clinic, how did you get onto that that, that idea? Because obviously yeah, there's lots so, of different strategies potentially out there, as you said, on the internet. Why sleep clinic and how did you get onto it? Yeah, so during the parent group, we raised that our sleeping was an issue and uh, the lady who runs our parent group at the, the local, she said, well, you should try, yeah, put our flyer out and said, hey, you guys should try this. And it's a sleep clinic in um, Kuriwarup and there's a fair few of them around. Uh, but we're lucky because it's, you know, uh, it's fairly close for us but apparently booked up all the time. So we rang them and said, oh, we're interested in coming in. They normally kind of wait until you're about four months, but they said, oh, well, it sounds like you need, um, you know, it'd be good if we can get you in at some point. We'll put you on the way. I didn't list it. Um, and anyway, she, um, we got on the waiting list and waited a week, went went to their parent group the next um, next week, and we said, oh, we still haven't got on. And the lady goes, well, I know the people down at Kurarup. We'll give them a call. And um, anyway, the next day we get a call saying, oh, there's been a withdrawal, there's a spot for you. We couldn't do it, but we worked out to do it another day. So ended up going down to the Kuru-Up Sleep Clinic. Now, they, you go there, um, you have to be there, I think, at 8.30 or so, and you stay pretty much until late afternoon, sort of about 3 o'clock. Um, and we Can were, I just jump in there? Did you go down yeah. in your pyjama pants that look like tracksuit pants? Just like- <laughs> do you know what? I was going to do this podcast in my pajama pants, but they're, they're, they're a bit dirty today. So I was going to show you 
I was going to stand up and go, do you like my tracksuit pants? And then go, hey, <laughs> they're my pyjamas. But I didn't. So this no, would be a perfect situation where you could actually wear them out. <laughs> no, no, we uh, we attended in uh, appropriate attire. Sorry, continue. Um, <laughs> so we were there with, um, they usually take about three or four people at a time. So they do a sort of, they get you in, get everyone settled, um, get everyone to about the time where they would have their first sleep and then they take them into these little sleep rooms and we sit in the other room together and we have a, like a kind of like a lecture sort of thing, like a, a tutorial discussion about sleep and what's going on with kids and stuff like that, um, which was really hard because I, I thought that would be fine. It would be awesome. Like after a while I got used to it, I was like, you beauty, what we could do with this, you know, we're just not having to think because someone else takes your child and they get them to sleep and they resettle them. Um, at the start, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to go here. We're not always with it. We're always seeing her on the monitor or something like that. So we're always um, there. And it was really weird. It was kind of nice after a little while. Though. So <laughs> they then they do they do about an hour and a half of sleep. And what they do is they're watching them, they do a few techniques that they've got. And then on the second cycle, after after they've got up and play, we had a bit of a play and all that sort of stuff, then we do all the resettling, but with their advice and with the guidance and saying what they do. What I liked about it is that <clears throat> there were some basic principles, which I really liked, but there was also there was also this, and we tried this, this didn't work for her, but this does did seem to work for it. So you might want to try. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no brain, there's no massive, huge solution to any of this. It's just um, it's just maybe tightening up some of the areas. Um, yeah, so you could, so that, that basically they're talking about what's going on with your child's development, basic program for a day, you know, that, that feed, play, sleep scenario, how long that would be at a certain uh, time generally, um, looking at cues, when, when to put them to sleep. I think the, the cues are the hardest one. I mean, we know the three cues that we always get is um, she, you know, dazed, staring, uh, she yawns, um, and she starts to get irritable. They're the three guaranteed ones. And so if you've got, all, you've got three of those, that's what they were saying is that's time to start putting it down. But um, you can kind of miss some of those too or you can go too early on them. So five yeah. or ten minutes either, either side um, and you don't know. You're kind of guessing, and you can probably get better at it over time. Um, we're certainly picking up a little bit more, but it's still there's still a bit of guesswork in it. Um, so that that's kind of it's probably more time to start to look for those to be a bit more aware of when when we put her to sleep, and then um, making sure that um, we're giving her the opportunity to settle. They did a lot of resettling, so if she woke up, for example. Um, getting her onto a side, doing some rocking, patting on the bum uh, until she resettled and put it down. They even tried some, a dummy, which she'd never really taken, um, just kind of because she's um, the lady came out and she said, "Yeah, yeah, she's a very loud crier," I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and that would be that was actually really reassuring to to me because yeah, yeah. I thought, oh god, yeah, you know. Um, that it wasn't well, that, that, that it wasn't totally normal. There was a little bit more than than normal. Um, That's what I'm thinking as I'm as I'm so yeah, we've tried. To do this right. As you're talking about this, like clearly, the worst thing about parenting 
is putting a crying baby to sleep, right? Like oh. that's got to be the worst thing. And th- these people do this as a job. It's horrible. That this oh, is their job. They do it for other kids that they but, don't even love. Well, here's the here's why it's hard because we're really we really care. It hurts us when our babies are crying, mm. and I think it's going to sound bad, but I think the key is to slightly remove yourself from it so when she's crying at me she's screaming at me she's not screaming at me she's just having difficulty settling um but when we take it that personally and we get personally um yeah connected to it emotionally then we become a little irrational ourselves and we're probably not dealing with it so that's what we were getting and we're still getting that um but i think if you were doing that every day then there'd have to be a degree of confidence that you're not you're not hurting the baby by allowing them to to yeah. um, work their way through it but also um you're not emotionally connected to that child because they're not your child in the same way otherwise you just go crazy imagine it but they their, their sort of little sleep rooms were very small rooms they had a cot that was raised they could raise it up uh, and they had a sidebar on it they could raise it up so they didn't have to get down to kind of they mm. could st- stand they could walk in and straight away their hands are at a sort of baby level um so there were a lot of things that made it a lot easier and when we got home we we're like okay we don't have that so so what's been the outcome the first yeah, the first thing we did was we had it, we'd got to the point we knew we'd we're kind of given up a bit and we knew we were kind of working towards either a sleep clinic scenario or when she developed a bit older and she started to get it because she just wasn't getting it. She wasn't sleeping at all. So she was often sleeping on me. We would cuddle her to sleep. She would still scream at me, but she'd eventually cuddle to sleep and then she'd sleep on me and you'd never want to get it. I'll get what we now know as nap trapped. Nap trapped is when (laughs) dads get this a lot. She's on you. And then (laughs) how many times have I been there? She's on me I'm thinking, you beauty, I've got her to sleep. And then you're an hour in and you know you don't want to wake up. No, I want to wake up. I want to get more sleep for her. I don't want to wake her up. My partner's still sleeping, whatever. Geez, I really need a piss. What am I going to do? <laughs> nap trap. Well, you just, you know, your leg's gone numb and you kind of, you don't want to move and wake them up. And um, so we, we, we were doing that, um, particularly in the morning because she sleeps in a co-sleeper in our room but then my partner would have her sleep in the morning because she'd been doing the overnight stuff. I'd give her that break. So I was putting her in the pram as the bassinet and the pram as her cot. Um, So what we decided to do is we need something that we can control a little bit more. So we've got the nursery. We're finally using the cot, uh, which was a big thing. So we now have got that set up so we can darken it a bit more. Uh, We can control the white noise that's in there. Um, and we're starting to get into the routine of during the day when she sleeps, she goes to her cot in her nursery. Yeah. Um, and we 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 were really happy with that. Because it, well, the first, we also used the swaddle. That was the other thing. We'd been using a swaddle, but we'd used we'd used the swaddles that were um, maybe not big enough, and they weren't stretchy enough. So we were kind of she was breaking out of them like the Incredible Hulk, um, <laughs> and we're like, this is hopeless. And we ended up using little sleep bags, the Love to Dream sleep bags which are great too, but they can still move around a bit. You know how they have, I don't know what the reflex is called, they have this um, reflex yeah. where they're about to sleep and, and they jump and that wakes them up. Yeah. Um, the eye of the swaddle is it decreases that movement, therefore they're less likely to wake themselves up. And have you tried the swaddle where their hands are up like kind of towards their ears, yeah. like they're giving them yeah. a double bicep? 
Is that the one? Yeah, you're yeah, that's about? It, it, the double cobras. Yes, that's yeah, double cobras. Yeah. She sleeps. She sleeps in that now. But we've got the swat. This swaddle's called. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's ju- it's just um, very simple um, fabric that has a bit of stretch and elasticity to uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she had the the, the elasticity of these um, uh, swaddles uh, mean that she can um, she you're able to get her in a bit tighter, and she's not the movements that she's got aren't going to then wake her up. Um, so that was good, but she hates it. So she's pretty smart. She goes as soon as we start putting in the swaddle, she's just screaming straight away. Yeah, yeah. What was happening? was she's associating that, which is fine, but that was hurting us. We ended up going back to the love dream because she seems to like that a bit more. Um, basically, the idea was that we're getting more of a routine. So she goes into a cot. Um, we allow her time rather than when she's grizzling and we listen to the cries a bit more. When she's crying, you know, there's an escalation of the cry and then a slowdown, like a stop, and then almost a sleep and then an escalation of a stop. When you get that, when she's doing that stop, um, you know that she's trying to resettle herself. So we're allowing her time to resettle herself rather than us going in and doing that. Um, I've actually found that trying to actually physically resettle her at the moment, maybe in the future we better, is really pointless. It's almost like she goes, oh, you're here, or I just scream and scream and scream until you pick me up and take me in and I'll get some boob. So now we just kind of allow her to resettle herself, which she's doing quite well. Um, it, the first day we, we, start, we started taking notes on it again after get, after um, my lovely partner got rid of the app because she hated it. First day she, <laughs> she pulled out paper and pen and started doing the exact same thing. I said, geez, if only we had an app for this. <laughs> it didn't, didn't go down too well. But um, the, the first day she had like, 14 hours sleep, 13, 13 and a half hours sleep, 14 hours sleep. And we're like, wow. Like the next morning she slept in that first section. So I I put her to bed. She slept for a good hour and a half, which she just doesn't do unless she's on me. We're both sitting there in the kitchen and we're going, what are we going to do? We're watching her. She's <laughs> sound asleep in a swaddle. We're going to make some pancakes. <laughs> it's like we're sitting there both eating pancakes Oh God, this is unbelievable. This is like magic. It it hadn't it hasn't been like that the whole way through. But um, so we're still we're still finding that trying to give her three or four sleeps. So the afternoon sleeps are, are, are horrendous. They're much more, but everyone has that. That's the way it is. Um, we don't sort of fight it quite as much. We allow her time to to both get herself to sleep and to link her cycles. But if she doesn't, we're trying not to stress it. We have to get her up and feed her a little earlier. Um, that's fine. We're not sticking. like They were kind of like stick to the hour and a half in the cot. Um, yeah, in the afternoon, sometimes she'll do 20 minutes and we'll give her another 20 minutes to resettle, um, depending on what it's like. like the, the difficulty we had is like about four or five days in, we we're just trying to work out how long do we leave her and what are the what are the cries that we really need to get her up for um, because she's a loud cry and she really got into it. But 
she ended up losing her voice. Like she was a little blues singer. She was like this, doing this husky cry. And <laughs> we're like, we're, we'd, like, right now I think it's laughing, but at the time we're both like, we have ruined her vocal cords by allowing her to cry for too long. And then I'm looking it up on the internet. Apparently it's quite normal, but yeah, she totally lost her voice. And we're like, okay, we can't, we can't push it out too far. We've got to, we've got to be reasonable with this. Um, the reality is she cries to sleep. A lot of the time at the moment it's taking her you know two to five minutes to sort of settle herself and that'll be a bit of crying but she's not like just punching us crying she's doing the grizzle and she's getting better at it but in the afternoons especially if we go for that fourth sleep you know around four five o'clock ish oh, you're not getting much out of her and sometimes you just have to give that one up um give her a go at it that I have yeah. a potter. If she doesn't have a potter, just pull her out and say, we'll try again tomorrow. Since that one might not started be this, too bad to miss because if she's a little bit tighter, then maybe in the next sleep, which is going into the evening, is we might get a bit of an extended sleep in that one. Fingers yeah, they, they say that. Yeah, there was, we got a six hour sleep. That was a six hour sleep was one of our first, I think that might have been the second night that we started doing it. Well, like six hour sleep and a three hour sleep. She only sleeps through the night, um, three or four sleeps usually four sleeps through the night. She did two sleeps and had nine hours and we're like, this is this is a new thing. But then it, the next night was different. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they say that if they get a less of a sleep in the afternoon, won't impact, won't mean that they're going to have a longer sleep at night. We haven't seen any correlation between it, but, <clears throat> you know, we just get the sleeps when we can. Since we've been doing it, it's about it's nearly coming up on two weeks, we've not had... Well, it's a week and a half. We've not had one day where we've had less than 12 hours. And prior to that, we were always aiming for the 12 hours in a day and, and rarely getting there. So awesome. um, it's been good, but there's, there's no magic in it. It's just, you know, she's up for an hour and a half and we put it down at that hour and a half when we start seeing the cues around that time between an hour and a half to two hours. Um, and we give her time to set, settle herself. It sounds like more than anything, like you go there and tell me, jump in if I'm wrong here, but you're probably doing a lot of things right. And then there were some things that obviously that needed to be changed. And it, in many ways, it was just for you. Okay. These are the things that you're doing right. Keep doing those. Maybe try a few of these extra little things as different things. Cause when you're in it, it's so hard. It's kind of like the, it's like the, you know, coaching a footy team from the ground, right? You can't, you need that higher level view be able to see okay this is what's happening and the, you know these are some yep. of the things i could do to make some changes whereas when you're in it it's so hard to kind of know what's going on so um it Absolutely. probably as he said it's not magic it's more so just someone taking a high level view of what you're doing and maybe yep. giving some tweaks or some advice around that like you know maybe 90 percent of what you're doing was exactly right it's that extra 10 percent that just makes the big difference yeah, and I really think the internet doesn't help with their programs and stuff because people have a program they believe is correct because it worked for their child and they're so convincing that you think, well, this is going to work for mine, but they're different kids. And so I think, and there's so many conflicting things, um, you know, you just got to inform yourself on what's actually going on developmentally with them, put a program in place, stick to it, support each other, but also be flexible enough that, because, you know, what's happening now is going to be different in a month's time with her. So we have to be flexible enough to do that. Um, right, so on we that really realise that. On that then, you, you're probably going to jump into this anyway. Let's give three tips and not so much tips about what the people should do, but maybe 
their approach to this situation is probably probably a more of a um, a better way of, of providing. We're not we're not pretending to be experts here, but if you walk, if you're walking away now, to let's we go back to our friend ABC who's expecting. Um, you know, in in two yep. months, in you know, in a few months' time, when his baby arrives and he's having maybe similar issues, what would be your advice? Three bits of advice in regards to this that you'd provide. Don't go to the internet for advice. <laughs> be my first one. <laughs> you know, go, I think something like um, you know, uh, like this sleep clinic, um, maternal health nurses, stuff like that. Uh, that they, they're great. Uh, because they'll give you a program that you can kind of adjust and, and it's based on lots of research. Every kid doesn't fit in that research. So you also then need to work out what's best for not only your child but also what's going to fit within your lifestyle too because that was one of the things that we weren't being, there was periods where we were going, we're not being the best parents because we're, it's not, we're not working within this program. Um, don't uh, everyone's going to have something to tell you to do um, get something that you can both you and your partner can both agree with that you um, are comfortable with philosophically because you know the, the crying it out idea um, or that totally you know, follow the child you know that's a big one at the moment where whatever the child wants we do. If they want to sleep now, they sleep if they don't, which I'm totally fine with that, but work out philosophically where you are mm-hmm. um, and stick to a program and, and just make tweaks on that program that you're happy with. You, you need routine. There's no doubt. Like we, we do our four sleeps during the day and the fourth one, we still try. It just might not work out, but we still, every day, we still do it around that same time. So have a, a routine that you're comfortable with, but be, be flexible within that routine. Um, I've given a couple of advice. The last one is don't take it personally. I'm a big, I think guys particularly, and I'm going to talk about this a little later as well, is um, I think we try to fix everything. This this is not one where we can fix and I think you need to make sure that you're not. I see things as a success or failure Um, and if you're doing that for every sleep, you're going to set yourself up to really be in a lot of pain. Um, Overall, have a program, stick to it over a longer period of time. And that perspective, I think your point about being a coach and standing backwards from yourself is a really good point. You can get more perspective from it. But when you're in it and the baby's crying at you, you start thinking, I'm I'm the failure and I'm doing it wrong. Okay, and now we're jumping into Moon's Hacks. I've got a couple this week, Cats. I actually Ooh, I um, love this new segment, Moon's Hacks. Moon's Hacks. So you, in this one, I just give a couple of, of uh, yeah, a couple of things that, you know, little things that I get up to that, you know, might be useful or ideas that might be useful to any dads out there. And um, this all came in with one into the show, and then I did one this morning. So I'm going to share two. It's a double Moon's Hacks. Wow. It's double yeah. Moon's Hacks. So the first one, so... I know you've been there. You you have a shower. You're going out. Maybe you're going out in 45 minutes or so, and you chuck on a black T-shirt, you know, or, you know, a dark T-shirt, and then the lovely gorgeous. I know where this is going. The lovely gorgeous starts crying. You go pick her up, and invariably there's a little bit of vomit or a little bit of, you know, 
spit or something that comes on this on your black t-shirt or your dark clothes and then yep. you're, you're in trouble aren't you and at the time when it happens you don't see it but when it dries when it may be that's too late right. this is when you need moon's hacks this so what's your hack? hack so this is what this was always my hack so if i knew i was going out if i just had a shower i knew i was going out i'd got i'd get dressed i'd put my t-shirt on inside out inside out t-shirt and it was only at the point where i left the house bang flip it inside all all your neighbors all your neighbors can see that you walk out the door and you take off your shirt and put it on back they're like that guy that that guy that that, that weird guy at the front door that always (laughs) he's getting dressed wrong every day no but yeah i would i do that and like you know, and also too, you'd always go for that final cuddle. Like, say, like for example, you're going. Oh yeah. For the day you're going for that final cuddle, you nestle in, bangs. Ah, you're covered in spit, inside yeah. out t-shirt. And because we're dads, and I'm experiencing the moment, you kind of are a little bit. Yeah, you know, maybe your dad bod's kicking in a little. So you're going for the darker clothes, the slimming Correct, clothes. The slimming, you know, you're exactly. not going for the white clothes that make you look a little. Yeah, that's right. So, moon's hacks. So, so inside out. Inside out. I t-shirt. was thinking just always keep a spare shirt in the car, but that's a good point. Especially if you're actually going out, not just going to the supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking, you know, I mean, it was a little bit more challenging like when, you know, we wear a shirt and tie to work. So you wouldn't oh, put my shirt on yeah. inside out. But I'm talking more casual, yeah, your t shirt or or jacket or whatever that may be, inside out. Happy day. I'm worried about the uh the suit and attire when I when I start back at work again. Um just always not have the jacket on. No, oh, well, this, this is probably this is probably it for the other segment. You can actually use it as a perk, right? Like I've had times right. I've gone down on the way to work, grabbed myself a coffee, ah, oh, spilled a little bit of coffee on me. Right. And, you know, get to work. Ah, uh, you can you can follow it off. Dad life. Hashtag dad life. Yeah. Like fun yeah. works. But you get your points anyway. Days. Yeah. Yeah. Good um, point. That was number one. So take that one to the bank. Number one. Inside out shirt. Out number shirt. one number two is a bit more of a, a a fun hack so a lot of maybe victorian dads or melbourne dads in lockdown at the moment looking for a way to entertain their children we had at least a good 45 minutes of fun this morning all i needed a washing basket all right so i've got the washing basket do you know where this is going no no, no you just started giggling i don't know why you start so no, washing well, basket. I was thinking, no. And then um, I I um, put on I YouTube um, roller coasters point of view like so you basically it's like you're watching videos of someone sitting in the front seat of a roller coaster, right? Kids in the washing basket, staring at the TV, and I you stick washing basket, and you just basically maneuver the washing basket as if they're like on the roller coaster. <laughs> so you sit them in front of the TV exactly. with this YouTube clip of. A point of view from the roller coaster, and you're you're the action of the roller coaster. That 100%. sounds awesome. You could do this yeah. with bobsledding for the Winter Olympics too, couldn't you? Yeah, there's so many. There's so many different ways that like like like. See, you're, you're franchising it. You're coming up with your right. own now. Right now, I'm thinking of because uh, the lovely goddess has started to giggle, and it's the cutest thing. I'm thinking of you with your daughters doing this, and the giggles that are going to be coming oh. out of them as you're. Shaking them around, hundred percent. That's gold. That's it, it's a bit tiring. I actually trenches. worked up a bit of a sweat. 
But, it's um, a workout as well. There's so many it's a, double, it's a double winner. But it's yeah, it's gold. Wait, so oh, look, if right. I'm going to be is perfectly the honest, laundry hamper. Gorgeous is probably a little bit young with her neck control at the moment to probably She's give her a She's getting go. there, though. It's a good <laughs> call. She's getting there. I think maybe we might need – we've been using – they said that uh, – because we use the rocker a lot. Love the rocker. I think some of the, our lovely uh, leagues at work got us the rocker used every day. But um, at the sleep clinic, they said, you don't need a rocker. Just grab the laundry basket and chuck in a pillow. There she is. So we've got this little, like, donut pillow that we use now all the time and actually use it um, – yeah, front on. Um, you know how when they're doing tummy time, sometimes they don't like it too much. She's good yeah, at yeah. tummy time, but she gets a bit grizzly. But if you put this little donut just under her shoulder, she's still doing tummy time, it's, but it's a bit easier. She's got her head up and she can see more of the world around her. Um, that's what I thought you were doing with the laundry basket. Then I realised you got two and a four-year-old who probably, well, passed tummy time by now. Yeah, yeah, they're net control. That's a good new. one. Good I'm one. loving that. That's So is it just a YouTube clip yeah you just google uh on youtube uh roller coaster point of view and then um yeah there's like heaps of them on on, on there uh, we might fantastic. we might need Great to make some some of our own some special youtube uh point of view ones for this particular you know, special aren't you dad you came um point of view journeys oh that yeah we can get our dads to dads to try We'll put them up like I'll I'll just get the horse. We'll get the webcam on the horse and the horse gets just fly down our hill and we'll go, right, you want to go ride a horse? There are. I wasn't awesome. sure where you I wasn't sure where you'll go with that one. I thought you were talking about like you're gonna like wear the, the GoPro as you're like changing her or like or something like that's, that, giving it like, like a, yeah, yeah, that's a not real bad kind of too. you know, insight. Make it more of a dad daddy. perspective. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe right. like, you know, in the Maybe middle not. of the night when you're when you're trying not to get what do you call it? Nap trapped. You'd wear the GoPro. Nap trapped. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Good one. Two good two hacks. to take home. Two to take home. Damo's hacks. Oh, moose hacks. Whatever. Just breathe. Just breathe. Ooh, just breathe. Okay. So this one, uh this one here, Katz, is uh just a chance for us to take a deep breath. Oh, we're going to get in flex. because, yeah, well, it is. It is a chance for it's. It's men particularly have. Uh, well, we try to fix things. We try to solve things when things don't work. Instead of us kind of slowly working our way through the process, sometimes we just try to use brute force. We use anger. I mean, biologically, evolutionary, we kind of just you know, force our just way. Grunted. Sometimes it just grunt our way through things. <laughs> Just yeah, you know, basically what got us into this fatherhood in the first place. But uh, I digress. We uh, sometimes need to just breathe. Now, this is kind of parenthood can really push you to the moment where you need to just breathe. So I'm going to give you an example of, of what has happened. So it was kind of the afternoon, maybe the midday. Uh, the lovely gorgeous, she wouldn't settle. Um, she woke up after 20 minutes. She's coming in now with the little rocker. She's probably avoiding sleep as we speak. Um, she woke up after 20 minutes. Now, at this point, I planned to go for a run, but mum was doing yoga first. So we've really prioritised doing some physical activity each, for each other. Um, she was doing yoga, which I know for her it's a 20-minute yoga. And we're thinking, lovely gorgeous, she's going to sleep for at least a cycle, which is 35 to 40 minutes. No. 20 minutes in, woke up. I wanted to go run for a run once yoga was finished. All of our plans were gone. 
anyway, that's okay. Just I'm still in a I'm still in a fairly calm. I'm not happy with it, but I'm still fairly calm. So I go in and I cuddle her to sleep, resettle her. I'm helping to resettle her. It takes me 10 minutes of her beating against me, <laughs> screaming at me. Anyway, finally I get her to sleep. I'm thinking, you beauty. She's now going to go in another cycle. I can go for my run. Mum's had a yoga. Everything's okay. Okay, it was a bit of a blip, but everything's okay. I put her down. She was asleep. Screams. Scream straight away. Roller, rocker, get her back to sleep again. I'm like, I've got it. Hang on, is this, is this, this time, before this, sleep clinic or after sleep clinic? I think this was after sleep clinic, in fairness. This is what I'm saying with the sleep clinic thing is this is where we realise not to push it too far. This is where we were like, okay, you've got to, you've got to call out. This is one we should have probably pulled earlier. Anyway, so I, I do the rolling of her, I do the patting of her, I get her back to sleep. This time I keep my hands on her for a period of time. I then do, you know, the process of lifting my hands up. And one of the ladies had said on the day, even sometimes just leave your hands just above them because they can feel the heat of the hands. So I did that. Mm-hmm. I then sort of did this aura roll away from her. <laughs> if you hadn't seen me, I was just moving my hand in midair, rocking my hand in midair, not touching anything, just re- thinking this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm laughing because I've been there. I've done you've this, You've done it. Mate. You've done it. Yeah. I remember you having flashbacks. I then sit in the seat thinking I'll just sit here for a bit just because my presence might be enough and then I start moving away. I've got her. I've got her. Get to the door. Scream. Right. <laughs> decided to cut my losses. What we decided to do is once, when we're in, we help. When we're going to get her up, we go out of the thing and come in with a nice, happy approach to the world. A nice, happy approach to the world. We go and we wake her up. You know, it's all, oh, great sleep. Hold on. So I go out, take a big breath, go back in. I say, right, oh, well done. Well done, lovely, gorgeous. You had a lovely sleep. And I wait, get the kids, get her, get her back in. All smiles, all feeling good, even though I'm like, you've just you know, ruined the whole thing for us. <laughs> I, go, I take her out. She's all settled in my arms, and I go to give her the bottle. She's just started taking the bottle. Ooh. I'm thinking, okay, I take her in, I'll give her the bottle. Uh, bygones be bygones, I'll give her the bottle, then I can go for a run and mum can take over. She screams again. She's screaming at me, going, what? I'm like, you took the bottle yesterday. Why do you not want the bottle? She doesn't want anything but the boob. And I'm like, I've done all of this work. I've tried to help everyone. Tried to help you. I tried to help mum. I put my run off. Tried everything, and you're still screaming at me. <laughs> Just losing the plot. Um, so that was a moment where I needed to just breathe. And that and leads outcome? into the outcome was that I just needed to realise that you've just got to kind of distance yourself from it because we get so caught up in it. And this is where this is where the dad's mental health comes into play. Uh, we, do, we do talk a lot about mental health for mums and it's, yeah, postnatal depression is massive. But, I mean, it's there for dads too, and depending on your scenario. Um, uh, yeah, well, I think something like one in ten fathers experience some sort of postnatal depression of some sort. Um, so, yeah, this is those things where when you're in it, you can actually get really caught up in how hard it is rather than actually stepping away, taking some breath. No, I actually did go for a run and during that run I kind of, um, you know, sorted some things out in my head and you have to be able to do that. Um, there are some amazing um, websites out there too 
on. So I happened to, while I was thinking about this, I wanted to talk a bit about um, fathers' mental health as well. Um, Panda do, there's a great website called How Is Dad Going? Um, .org, I think, .org.au, uh, which has got some really good stuff, very much around Australian um, dads. And it's got some great information in there and some some um, places you can go and, and get some advice. <clears throat> but the reality is uh, it happens with us. There's some research done in America where uh, 26% of fathers in the three- to six-month period after their um, kids are born end up with some kind of depression. 26%, which is nearly over double the amount in normal normal life. Um, so it's a massive thing. And I think I think this philosophy of just breathe is important. I, we were laughing before. And it is funny. When you think back, it's actually pretty funny, those circumstances. Uh, but when you're in it, it gets pretty full on. And when you're in it over and over again, um, it can really... Um, really get you down so just learning to just breathe and certainly some mindfulness and meditation that sort of stuff talking to people who are around uh, is really important and certainly some things that i'm trying to put in place now making sure you're exercising at the moment like prior to this i was doing a lot of exercise um, and we kind of left that now i feel like we've got to get back into a routine so we can be our best selves so we can parent because it is it's challenging. I'm sure you found some of those things yourself in those first um, six months, particularly. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah that was my just breathe. Nice, nice. I'm going to try I to think, breathe um, a bit more. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, if I go back to our, we, I brought it up earlier. Like my just breathe has just been pretty much the last two weeks in lockdown because. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have. You know, I'm obviously. Um, Still teaching at the moment so you're balancing that um but you know it's really hard for the kids as well like we underestimate like the impact it's having on them like you know they're used to going off to we've only just put them back into childcare. they actually both were a little bit unwell so we thought the right thing was to do was to pull them out of childcare. so pull them out of childcare, but you know they've only just gone back but they're not seeing their cousins or they're not seeing their grandparents that they would normally see they're not doing their swimming activities or their dancing activities and stuff like that so Equally there, probably the kids are a little bit more on edge. Um, so my, yeah. I'm not pinpointing, pinpointing mine to a to a particular moment, but just the mention of, you know, particularly at this time where in Melbourne, in Melbourne in particular where we're in lockdown, probably parents, not just dads, but, you know, we're talking both mums and dads, good opportunity just to remind everyone just, just to just breathe as well, I think, because um, I've definitely yeah, had to do it a number right. of times over the last couple of, uh, over the last week and a half as well. And the just the just breathe is that perspective thing. You can get too too close to it to, to just breathe and get away from it a little bit. And I think as teachers, we're pretty good at that um, because we can separate ourselves from our students when they're having issues, and we can teach them. We're we're there as educators, so we can sort of say, "All right, I can remove myself and actually educate you on this experience and guide you through it." But with your own child, you're so emotionally connected to them that it's very hard to not be too close to it. If that makes sense, so. Um, we have to remind ourselves of that as well. And, of course, their cognitive abilities are, are still well and truly developing. As is ours, As is ours. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still cognitively developing every day. Actually, I could, be any, I could still be in decline by now, <laughs> the way I'm going. Don't tell, don't tell mom. All right, we're going to finish up this week with our Don't Tell Mum, which is our 
little segment where we are. We, I think we, we're actually setting ourselves up for a bit of trouble made, here. You've made the lovely gorgeous cry already here now. Just with, she's going, don't tell mum. I thought this was a secret thing that we've got here. She's going yeah, well, home when she's heard the it. The problem we have here is probably our only two loyal listeners are our partners. So we're probably just setting ourselves up for a bit of trouble here, cats. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually listeners. a little bit embarrassed to share mine. So I'm not sure. Do you want to share yours first? Yeah, well, she, she's right next to me now, so she's waiting. She's looking at me going, okay, go on, tell us. Tell us what you've been not telling me. She's going to hear it anyway. Yeah, she's going to hear Mine's it. Mine's a minor one. I mean, there are plenty of things um, we don't tell mum, but let's start with one that's not too bad. You know, in the morning I take the lovely gorgeous and um, my lovely partner, my fantastic, amazing partner, um, she has a little sleep. But during that time, I just time in time, we do some sing-alongs. We're listening to lots of Raffi at the moment. If you haven't heard of Raffi, great, great singer. Um, so we we actually have um, some playtime. And then I think, oh, we'll do some counting. We'll do some words. Yeah, what words would you start with? <laughs> yeah, you'd start with daddy, wouldn't you? You know, if I'm going in for the, if I'm going to put my time in there, That's I'm right. starting at daddy. I'm yeah, not yeah. going mummy first, though. Daddy takes precedence. We're going to get Daddy down pat before Mummy, and I'm going to use those morning sessions as an investment in Daddy being her first word. Mummy, but let's not tell Mum. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> she's there doing Mummy now. I think. Already. I think actually, I don't know. Well, I'll argue because it's yeah for other reasons. But I think um, phonetically, I think is the word. I should know this as a teacher, but I think it's easier for them to mm. say da Dad than Mum, right? The sound is it really? Yeah, because both good. my children said my, uh, dad first. So did they say dad or dada or dad? Dada, what, dada. My, what, should, what should I be? Dada, dada. Should I be working dada. with? I sometimes say papa. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll try it. Dada, dada. I'll keep doing it. But, um, yeah, you, you realise now that you've let the cat out of the bag. So, like, once you yeah, go back to gonna work. she's going to double. Yeah, once you go she's back gonna, to work, like, it's going to be six hours a day of mummy. <laughs> She's just going to record herself and replay it through Spotify over and over again. Mommy, mommy, Don't worry about mommy, white mommy. noise anymore. It's just going to be mommy, mommy, yeah. mommy. <laughs> Do you ever notice that in the white noise, sometimes I'm sitting there at night and the white noise is going, because you, you, you did the white noise and you said the white we noise. We still do the white noise. Keeping, yeah. yeah. Is there, in some of the white noises that we've got, I feel like there's like a radio, like there's a sound underneath it. Every now and then I go, like you hear this distant like radio or someone talking or something. It's yeah. really weird. Apparently, if you like, apparently if you play heading. it back, apparently if you play it backwards, <laughs> it's Britney Spears. Britney Spears singing about the devil. <laughs> I knew where you were going as soon as you started saying that. So stupid. Oh, uh, so gold. Stupid. All right. Can I can I tell you about my don't tell mum? Yeah. Don't actually, tell mum. I'm actually kind of embarrassed and ashamed of this one. Um. As you know, I'm a I'm a quite uh, um, tidy guy, quite hygienic guy. You know, like a, you know, people are nice, very. Yeah. I'm very neat, um, and I take my hygiene very seriously. Um, but that night, sometimes when, they, as I've told you in the past, my elder daughter, four year old, she's a little bit hard to get to sleep, and so. You know, she'll try everything. She'll have eyes the bathroom light on. Is can I get a drink of water? Have I got my teddy bear? Have I got all these things? Anyway, the last one generally is I need to go to the toilet. 
And, you know, we're normally pretty good at enforcing the hand washing after the the toilet, you know, get the trip to the toilet. You know, we're generally, well, Lucy's very good. I'm generally pretty good is where I'm going here with this. That night, if when she's tried about the fourth or fifth thing to try not to go to bed, I'm over it by this stage. You know, I want to get on to, you know, doing what I need to do at night. So anyway, the other night she went to the toilet. And she said to me, she got out and she said, oh, do I need to wash my hands? And I was like, no, no, no don't, worry, don't worry about washing your hands today. Just, just, just go straight to bed. And she said, no, no, mum told me I have to wash my hands. And I was like, don't worry about it. Just, just don't tell mum. Just don't tell mum. <laughs> so that, that's why I don't tell mum. And look, I'll be honest, it's not the first time I've done it. It's happened a few times before. <laughs> it's part of the routine after a period of time, doesn't it? She just knows now. She just looks at me. She just goes, I don't wash my hands. Do I? I said, nah, don't worry about it. Just go straight to bed. <laughs> as long as you're asleep in 10 minutes, it's all good. Well, at this time, you know, washing hands is important. This is not – the views of Moon not reflect the reviews of this entire podcast. <laughs> wash your hands, yeah. kids. Wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm hoping that – I'm hoping that uh, – Hoping my partner doesn't listen all the way to the end of this episode. Maybe that one I can get away with for a little bit longer. All right. Um, episode eight. Oh, episode eight, done and dusted. It's been a good one. A couple of new segments. Do you like those stingers? That was some good stingers. Ooh, I think we've got one more stinger stings. to come, but we'll have to pull that last stinger out next week. Yeah. All right, we'll, make, we'll make sure we bring it into next week's episode. Cats, aren't you dad you came? Oh, absolutely. I am. Hey, I've got it right this week. Well done. Hold on.